Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. My friends, good morning. Good morning, my friends, on this Saturday morning. I hope that you have awakened on this Saturday morning, ready to get inspired, get encouraged, and get the instructions that we need with the Word of God. So my friends, thank you so much for joining me again this morning. We're going to continue along from where we left off. We are in the book of Hosea. For some of you that might be joining us today, this morning for the first time, we welcome you. We are diving into the book of Hosea and we're actually already in chapter 2. So you still have time to go back, reread chapters 1, chapter 1 and get into chapter 2 and catch up with us. We have been diving into the book of Hosea to really understand God's God's heart um, in our lives. And this is a perfect example of a man and a woman and children and a family setting in a community setting that God wanted us to see and understand what was happening at the time of Hosea, which we can apply to our lives today. And we're going to pick up where we left off. We are going to be starting in chapter 2 and verse 10. We're just going to read a couple of verses today. There's a lot to to discuss here, right? Because in the Word of God pod, we are always diving into God's Word for an understanding of what He wants us to do here currently today in our lives and how we apply this to our lives. So this is what chapter 2 in Hosea, starting at verse 10, says. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall deliver her from my hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease. Her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, all her appointed feasts. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, of which she has said, These are my wages that my lovers have given me. So I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the biles to which she burns incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, but me she forgot, says the Lord. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We know your word is truth. We know your word gives us life. We know your word gives us perfect examples of things that have happened in the Bible in the past and that are currently happening in our lives today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word also gives us the instructions to know the difference between good and evil, good choices, bad choices. And as well, we thank you 
to as you remind us how much you love us. And we thank you. Amen. Well, my friends, we have been following along with Hosea, as you all know. And just a quick recap, Hosea was a really good man in the community, a faithful man unto God, and God commissioned him to go and marry a harlot, which he did out of obedience to the Lord. And they brought two children, and now there's this family, but the issue here was that the harlot he married um, was after other things. You know, she had many lovers. Well, we're going to dive into that today. She had um, a life, certain lifestyle. She was known in the community for the things that she did. And she was used to always making a living that way. However, God placed a good man in her life where she could have just walked away from it, that life that she had before. And she could continue to live a good life because Hosea was a good man who supplied all her needs, who was a faithful husband, who was a faithful father. And even though his reputation may have been ruined at the time because of his obedience unto the Lord, he was honored by the Lord. Um, And he was um, just dealing with everyday life circumstances, knowing that he stood strong in the Lord. Because a lot of times, my friends, we will be asked by the Lord to do certain things that it just seems like out of the ordinary. It just seems out the box. It just seems like, how could you possibly do this? But then God says to you, just follow my lead because I have guided your steps. And all of these things are going to lead to a better place, a better situation, a better, better circumstance. So that's exactly what Isaiah did. But in this case, instead of Goma walking away from her past life, she decides that she's going to balance it all out. She's going to still do what she does, you know, from the past. And she's going to now balance the new thing that God has given her in her life, this family, right? And this husband. But we do know, you and I both know, that you can't commingle things that are of the past and of sinful nature with the goodness and the beauty of the Lord that gives you a new beginning. That is like a backslider. That is like uh, going back to the vomit of the dog. You cannot, you know, and the dog eats the vomit again. You know, once God has delivered you from something that is so deep rooted in, that you were deep rooted in sin in, and he delivers you from that, and he sets up a new way of living, a new way of resource, a new way of going forward with everyday purpose in your life, you can't go dipping back into it and keep tasting of it and say, well, I'm just going to balance both. Deliverance is full deliverance when God gives it to you. When he gives it to you, that's something you're supposed to honor the Lord with. And when it says here, and now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall deliver her from my hand. Specifically here, God is saying he's going to make it his business that Goma will no longer even be desired anymore by the lovers. That she would um, be seen to them 
in their eyes as something that they're not interested in anymore. And because of that, she's not going to be able to continue to do what she's been doing with those men, with those lovers, with those other things that she's been idling. And when we read the scripture, we can think of at this time as well as a parallel to what Israel was doing at the time, the children of Israel, how they were sinning against God, how they were going after things and being in situations where God has specifically told them not to become part of. You know, when when God um, made it very clear about the promised land with the Israelites and what they were going to gain and how they were going to go forward in their lives, how they were going to prosper, providing they did all his commandments, they followed his lead, they did all the right things, and they would destroy any other type of ideology or any type of worshiping of gods that were um, carved images that people were seeking after that were not of the true God. God had made it very clear to the children of Israel that they were to conquer that, to overpower it, to destroy it, to make sure that they didn't become part of it, to not intermingle with it. But many of the children of Israel fell by the wayside and they got involved in worshiping other types of gods while they were trying to worship the true God. And then eventually what happened was they started to dismiss the true God, not pay attention, not worship him anymore, and continue to just worship these new gods that they had no business being in connection with, especially when God had done a faithful covenant unto them about the provision he was going to supply, the prom- the promised land, the, the, the everything that God had said they would um, have in, a, in an abundance with. Now they had turned away from God and were doing their own thing. So when God is saying here in the reveal as Hosea, you know, uh, all this is happening, God says, and the Lord says at this time, I'm going to make sure that this comes to a halt. So the same way he did it with Goma, because she didn't stop being with her lovers, God said, this is what I'm going to do also to the children of Israel. Because after I've delivered them, after I've given them all the goodness that I truly have in my heart for them, they have actually walked away from me. They have disrespected me. They don't pay me any mind anymore. They don't worship me. They don't speak to me. They don't pray to me. They don't follow all the um, holy days that I commanded them to do. And then it says here, I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, all her appointed feasts. What does that mean? That means that with Goma, God was getting ready to make sure that all her happy days all her celebrations to herself, all the things that she had as her own Sabbath, like her own time, not her time with the Lord, but her own time for herself and all her appointed feasts, you know, and gatherings and celebrations. 
parties we could apply it to our lives today when we talk about well i'm hanging out with the crowd i'm i'm hanging out with the joneses i'm doing my own thing i'm going about my own life it's me or the highway if you can't hang with me you know too bad that type of stuff and this is how we look at this today and all her point of feast it says here anything that she had set up to be maybe you know, the elevated limelight to the event, you know, the prize jewel per se. And we can do that. We can apply this to our lives too today where we're like, you know, we've been elevated to positions. We've been promoted. uh, We've been given the baton to do new things or broader things, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden, you know, we think our stuff is with a bomb, you know, that we got it like that, that, you know, we feel privileged, like, we feel like it's, it's ours, it belongs to us, you know, and then we ourselves in this everyday life of 2022, many of us dismiss God, many of us do not even pray to God, many, many of us do not even read the Bible, many of us do not even speak to other people about God, We don't even have conversations of the goodness of the Lord. We don't even share testimonies. We don't do nothing. But instead, a lot of us hide our faith in the Lord as believers in Christ. And, you know, even, you know, people, they hide their Bibles. You know, some of people have even thrown out their Bibles, thrown them away. And you're like, what's going on here? So in this scripture, God is saying, I see everything that's happening here and I'm going to put a stop to it. I'm going to put an end to it. I'm going to make this in such a way that I'm shutting down all this, this stuff that's going on. And he does that to us today too, my friends. Don't think that the sin that you're in or the celebratory sins that you're creating or the celebratory sins that... You know, you seem to be the the most, you know, popular person in town. It's not going to get exposed. It sure will. God is the God of true love. And he will expose things. And when he's had enough, he will show it and demonstrate in his own way. And here, what was he doing? He was doing a shutting down of Goma in her life. And the parallel he is that he was doing it also with, the, with Israel, with the children of Israel. He was like, enough is enough. I've seen all the lewdness that you're doing. You know, you are, um, you know, you are doing all the wrong things. You know, you're de- deceiving people. You are, um, you are placing yourself on a pedestal above everybody else. You know, you are not doing things correctly according to the Lord. And when the Lord is aware of that, he's going to do something about it, my friends. He's going to stop us in our tracks. Listen, none of us are innocent in this category because we have all fallen short at one time or another in our lives. We have, at one time or another, doubted who God is in our lives. We have, at one time or another, questioned our walk with the Lord. Our 
Father is so gracious to us that he allows us to even think these things. But what he doesn't let go of is the type of actions that we do based on our thinking. Because even as human beings, you and I, my friends, we could be thinking certain things. We could be going through a struggle, a challenge. You know, mentally, we're thinking things one way. You know, emotionally, we're being attacked and we're like trying to decipher things and, you know, uh, anxiety, depression, whatever the case might be. But if we know that we stand on a solid rock of Christ and we go to him and we lay this at the throne at his feet and say, Lord, help me with this situation. Help me with this thinking. Help me with this way of being or wanting to be or wanting to act out on. And God embraces you and says, I got you. Be still, my child. I'm handling all things on your behalf. You don't have to do anything irrational. You don't have to do anything that's going to jeopardize your testimony. You don't have to do anything that's going to put you in a place of disrespect. (laughs) Just stay focused on me. So when we know that we can go to the Lord even with our thoughts, when we know that and we're grounded in the Lord, we know we can go to Him to surrender anything we're thinking about. So he can set us straight. That's a good thing. But when we know that we're battling in areas of our life. And we totally dismiss God. And we don't even consult him. We don't even speak to him. We don't go to him for refuge. We don't go to him for help. And we instead go to seek out other things. That we know are sinful. This is where God takes a a good look at us and goes. I got to shut this down. I got to make sure that I bring you back to me. And through that has to happen a brokenness. And sometimes the brokenness becomes very deep. You're going to feel like you're in quicksand. But God has a plan. And he wants to definitely draw us back to him, my friends. So for this situation with Goma and the parallel to Israel... He was going to shut it down either way. He was going to stop that resource, that sinful nature. Because a lot of times in sin, you're you're living high-end society lifestyles sometimes. You've got your Royce Royce. You've got everything you need. You've got above and beyond abundance when you're in sinful nature. And you feel like, you know, you're the king of the hill. You're the queen of the hill, whatever it is. That you're thinking in your head of like you're invincible or something. God comes and says, I'm shutting it down. This is going to stop. And then it says here, and I will destroy her vines and her fig trees of which she has said, these are my wages that my lovers have given me. Let's talk about that for a second. Because back in the day here, you know, vines and fig trees were a luxury to have in your backyard. You know, within the community that you were living, man, having these things are delicacies. Having these things are, you know, an abundance. And and the wages, you know, um, that of monetary gain that they were doing in this in. In the sinful nation. So for Goma and her sinful nation of being a harlot, sleeping around with men for money, getting paid, 
you know, seducing whatever she was doing of her lifestyle, her sinful nature, um, God was going to put a stop to that. Because we all know in this day and age, prostitution, wherever you are, whatever state it is, for many people is a very lucrative business. It's a high-end society business. Call girl centers, you know, escort centers, businesses. These are all lucrative high-end businesses that make a lot of money. And here's the thing. Every day will come to a point where everything that was ever gained in that area will be shut down, will be put to disgrace, will be exposed. And here's the thing. Once that is shut down from what you're used to always making and having in your pocket, that's going to affect you because that's all you ever knew. But if you know Christ and you ask for forgiveness and you turn away from your sin and you embrace your heavenly father who's been there the whole time with his arms open waiting for you to run to him, it's only at that moment, my friends, that you can find a freedom from the sin. It's only that moment that you can see yourself and say, hey, I don't need to be doing this anymore. There's a reason why this was shut down. There's a reason why I can't um, go forward. Because the things that we love that are not of Christ, the things we idolize that are not of Christ, the things that we put in our lives that shouldn't be there to begin with. These are the circumstances we will face, my friends, when we walk away from God. Because a lot of times we walk away from God We totally dismiss him. We don't worship him in spirit and truth anymore. We start worshiping other things. We start idolizing materialistic things. And then we take full credit for the things that God gave us. And we say it's ours. That, you know, that that's something that I've done. It was my idea. You know, it was my... Um, grateful thinking, whatever it is that goes through your head and comes out of your mouth that you claim is just all you, when everything that God gives us in our lives is blessings from him. And we need to give him the credit. I always say, and I've mentioned in the past with this podcast, that it was my heavenly father who laid it in my heart to do this podcast. And I don't sit here saying, oh, this was my idea. I don't sit here saying, oh, this was, yeah. You know, like, it's, 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 it, it, I was the one who orchestrated this. No, it's, it's, the, it's, it's my Heavenly Father who has orchestrated this podcast. It's my Heavenly Father who gave me the structure of how to do this. It's my Heavenly Father who gave me the script when you hear, you know, um, the announcement of the narrator when the show starts. It's my heavenly father who allowed me to learn about the different platforms 
that I've been able to put the podcast on. It's my Heavenly Father who has set it up for me. That is to go and be heard to the people who need to hear this podcast. He is the orchestrator. He is, he's, he is in charge of this entire thing. And I credit him because he is to be given all due credit and honored for what he has done through the podcast and what he's done in my life with the podcast. I can't dismiss that. And we do that a lot, my friends. We never give credit to our Heavenly Father who has done so much for us, who has taken us out of the pit of hell and brought us to a better better paradise. And we never even have the courtesy to thank him for what he's done in our lives. And when we go about doing our own thing, my friends, and when we go about saying, well, this is my money, we don't tithe. When we go about saying, well, I'm not going to help the poor, you know, why should I give them money? Or, you know, you're just going with a full pledge idea in your head that this was all you're doing. And then you have a big chip on your shoulder and then you end up acting a certain way, becoming conceited, becoming stuck up like some people say, and thinking your you-know-what doesn't stink. And then all of a sudden, it's like you feel no one can touch you, that you're invincible, you know, and, and that you have all the power. And then God looks at that and says, I see where your heart is. I see where you're going. And I may have to put my foot in front of you to trip you, to, to have you stumble for a second. So you can come back down to earth and realize who is the person who has sustained you and maintained you and given you everything that you've needed in your life. So we need to stop the nonsense, my friends. If that's you right now listening to this podcast and you're like, you know, God blessed me in this area. And all of a sudden I go around not even saying it was God who gave it to me. Not even going around giving God the credit. Not even worshiping him in spirit and truth. Not even thanking him. Not even doing a testimony to other people of the goodness of what the Lord has done for you. you we have to examine myself. We have to examine ourselves, my friends. I have to examine myself every day. You have to examine yourself. So we don't get caught up in all the high society materialistic things that this world wants us to be sucked into. We focus more on the spiritual realm that our Heavenly Father wants us in communion with Him and in connection and in relationship with. And it says here, my friends, So I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the of biles to which she burned incense. Because listen... Israel at the time was constantly worshiping other gods and they were worshiping one of the gods, which was the god of Baal. When God specifically had told them before, whatever you do, do not worship the other nation's gods. Whatever you do, do not commingle with them. Whatever you do, do not build relationships with them. 
Whatever you do, do not build an altar to another God. And they didn't pay attention. They didn't listen. They went about doing their own thing. So then what is the Lord saying here? In conjunction, not just to the Goma example of what's happening here because of her unfaithfulness to her husband after God had blessed her with a faithful man. But God is also giving us the illustration here of what he was going to be doing with Israel because of the fact that they had turned away from him after he had blessed them as well. And what does that mean? You know, I will make them a forest and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the vows to which she burned incense. Everything that she gave um, recognition to of the God of Baal, Baal and everything that she did to say that she was giving that God a thanks for everything she had acquired. And everything she was giving credit to that God for everything she had going on in her life. She's giving credit to the wrong person. She's giving credit to the person that is not the true person that has given her all the abundance, all the provision, all the help that she needed, all the new blessings, the new beginnings. It wasn't Baal. It was our Heavenly Father who gave her that. And as as human beings, this is where we fall sometimes. We give credit to the wrong people. Or we never give credit at all to the correct people. This is something I've noticed in my life myself, my friends, for many years. I have been involved in so many different projects, events, oh my gosh, you name it. Like all types of things from church you know, projects to corporate projects to community projects, nonprofit, I mean, projects, you name it, all over the board. And there's been times I have witnessed and I've seen people labor to do those assignments, those tasks, and then I see their superiors never even credit them for the hard work that they did. I never hear them talk about it out of their mouths. If anything, I've heard other people take the credit for something they didn't even do. That's very disheartening. So if I've seen that in the flesh and I have witnessed it myself, how more could it be that our Heavenly Father who witnesses us doing that to other people, how his heart becomes disheartened? And, and, and sad and in and, 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 and disbelief to not even hear that he's being given the credit after he has blessed you, after he took you out of sinful nature, after he gave you a new beginning, after he gave you a new life, after he spared your life if you were incarcerated and was supposed to be in death row, after he gave you everything that you needed to prosper, after he gave you that miracle baby that you prayed for many years, after he gave you, you know, the opportunity to pay off all your bills, after he gave you everything that you needed and asked for and your heart desired, and he put you in an elevated place after he gave you those promotions, 
After he gave you um, the opportunity to go from one place to another, even if you didn't have the, you know, the degree or the certification, because our Heavenly Father, he's going to bless us. He's going to do it his way. But then we turn away from him, my friends, and we never give him credit. We never thank him. We never speak to other people about him. And we start to think it's our own doing of all the blessings we received. We need to stop this nonsense, my friends. We need to acknowledge that our Heavenly Father has given us everything in our lives. And our Heavenly Father will do that not just by blessing us across the board when the blessings come, but yes, he will, he will pick specific people to bless us as well in our lives. I've seen that on many occasions. God will use an individual to bless another individual. And that we have to give credit to God. We give the credit to God, say, God bless me where he had me meet one, two, three, four, five, six, A, B, C, C, whoever. And, and then through them, God used them to bless me, to help me, to help me prosper, to get me to the next level of my career, whatever it is. But you ultimately have to give the credit to God that he used that individual to come into your life and help you. Or that circumstance that he allowed to turn around so you wouldn't be affected as much. We have this problem and this tendency to think that as human beings, because of all this identity crisis that we're going through, we all think we're gods or goddesses, and that's not how it works. The only God that we should be referencing as God is our Heavenly Father in Heaven. Shame on us to go around thinking we're God and goddesses. We're not. We're ambassadors of Christ. We're children of God. If he has anointed you and appointed you to do some type of ministry, have some type of platform, have some type of leadership position, that is because he is ultimately using you to do something powerful for the kingdom. But just because he's given you those statuses and those titles doesn't mean you put yourself as a god or a goddess. That's unacceptable to the Lord. That's disrespectful to the Lord. We need to know our positions. We need to stay humble. And here, my friends, because of everything that was happening during this time with Goma, everything that was happening during this time with Israel, God was saying, I'm shutting it down. I'm going to even make sure that everything that you always conquered, that I helped you conquer, and then you took all the credit victory for yourself, I'm going to do away with that. You're no longer going to have access to it. You're no longer going to be overflowing financially, maybe. Now I'm going to stop, you know, the helping hand that was coming to you. I'm going to cut it off. Listen, God is going to get a hold of us and he's going to do it his own way. We've been speaking about that a lot on this podcast. And he will punish us. I will punish her for the days of vows to which she burned incense. All the days that you have gone and practiced witchcraft. Or you have gone and you're dabbling into mystical things. Or you went and you read, um, your, your hand read by a, a tarot card reader or a medium or a psychic or something. 
See, these are things that we think are just regular, normal, everyday things to do. A lot of Christians are dabbling in both sides. A lot of you don't really know my past and my history as a child, and I'll be sharing that very soon one day. But, you know, I, I'm Puerto Rican, and, and our culture in Puerto Rico, we practice a lot of witchcraft. Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico and in, in New York and anywhere else they might be living, they have all traditionally, uh, traditionally grown up in some sort of witchcraft. They practice Catholic religion as well as witchcraft religion. They blend the two. And to them, that's normal. To them, that's their life. To them, that's what they've known. To them, that's tradition. To them, that's a carrying down from generation to generation. And I come from a generation of people that were like that. And as a child growing up, young as well, I thought in my mind that that was supposed to be my trajectory as well. And with time, God got a hold of me through a friend who asked me if I wanted to do a Bible study. I had never really done a Bible study. And, it, and that's what started and sparked the interest of me to learn about the Bible, read the Bible. And that's what got me to eventually become a born-again Christian. And I was able to walk away from the sinful nature that was instilled in my life since a child. And every day, I look forward and stay focused on my Heavenly Father. Not to have to, and I never have to look back to that. Why? Because God has me in a new place today, and I'm serving Him. And I have to always be very mindful of the things that are around me. Because there are people, especially where I live in California, that are caught up in so many different types of ideology religious beliefs and I have to be very mindful of making sure that the Holy Spirit that operates in me all the time is alerting me and I'm aware of these alerts when people are trying to come into my life to try to infiltrate I have to make it very clear to people I don't deal with that I don't not interested in that as much as how enticing that might sound or promising of a great future in Hollywood or whatever the case might be. I'm not for that. And I'm staying here humble in the place that my Heavenly Father has me. And whatever He has for me is going to be for me that He gives me directly. So my friends, when we think about this, we have to think about the fact that you know, the Israelites, they were so immersed in idolatry that they actually believed that the pagan gods that they were worshiping were the gods that were actually giving them all their blessings. They have forgotten that the land that God promised to them, which was the gift that he gave them, that came from God. That didn't come from wood carvings. That didn't come from statues. That didn't come from, you know, rocks. It didn't come from, you know, um, made-up dolls. It didn't come up from things that man-made things are always doing in the natural. It came from our Heavenly Father in the Spirit. 
and he allowed it to be a blessing unto this earth as a promised land to those people. And he fulfilled that promise. But then people took the promise for granted and they went about doing their own thing. And it says here, she decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, but me she forgot, says the Lord. The sinful nature here of what Goma was doing, even though God had blessed her with a good man, and she didn't really need to go out and make a living like that anymore because he was supplying for the family. God would have blessed them to be able to have what they needed. But she still went about her harlot way. She still went about, you know, getting all decked up and getting all seductive looking to go do what she liked doing. And forgot about her husband, Hosea. And this is what Israel has done too. Is they look, got, you know, they look at the things that have enticed them, that have lured them, that were giving them a lifestyle and sinful nature. And they forget about God. They forget about the goodness of God, the wholesomeness of God, the holy God at that. And they went and they dabbled into things they weren't supposed to dabble into. And they started worshiping other gods they weren't supposed to be worshiping. And God is constantly reminding us that we need to really examine ourselves. We need to examine who we hang out with. We need to examine what other things we fall into. You know, every invite or every party or every get together that someone, you know, tells you to be a part of, you need to look at that and ask the Lord, do I need to be a part of that? Should I go there? You know, we can't just follow the wave wherever the people go. You know, when God says, sit here, stay still, and we look forward and we look at everything else that everybody is doing in this world, around us, in our community, in our backyard, our neighbors, whether it looks to us as it's so successful, it's so promising, it's so, you know, prosperous, whatever the case might be. God says, take a good look at that. Because what you're seeing is one thing, but what's behind it is another. And we need to be very careful, my friends, of the things that we get caught up with in this world. Because the same way that God was like, I'm going to chew these people up and I'm going to spit them out at this point because I've had enough. I'm going to shut this down. No one's going to continue to be doing this anymore. You know, no one's going to stop this, start, stop, you know, start. No one's going to continue to disrespect me. I'm not going to allow that people continue to discredit me. And I'm definitely not going to allow that people keep falling by the wayside because of all the sinful nature that they constantly do. So we look at this scripture, we read it, and we understand, okay, it gives us the example of number one, Goma and Hosea, what was happening with that relationship, what it was that she was doing. 
And we look at it also with Israel, how Israel disregarded God, right? As a parallel here, as Israel disregarded God and from the blessings that God had given them. And how does this apply to us today, my friends? We look at this and we have to ask ourselves the same question. Have we sold ourselves out? Have we sold our souls to other people? Have we given of ourselves to other people in sinful nature we're not supposed to be doing? And have we also forgotten about God? Have we dismissed God? When was the last time you spoke to God? When was the last time you gave God credit? When you succeed in something, do you give God credit for that? Do you say to yourself, God, thank you so much for helping me with this college application and I got into the school? Do you give credit to God when you say, God, thank you so much because I didn't know how I was going to feed my kids today. But then you, you, you touched the heart of someone else in my life to come and bring me groceries. Thank you, God, for touching their heart to do that. Like, do we give the credit and thanks to our Heavenly Father who has supplied all our needs and who has given us everything in our lives? Because it's not just by us having luck or, you know, I worked hard for that or, you know, the quick thinking of my miraculous way of being or, or, the, or the correct contacts that I have. You know, it's, it's not my doing. It's my Heavenly Father's doing. And we have to ask ourselves, do we give Him the credit when He has done so much in our lives? Do you remember... When you were in that domestic abusive relationship and God brought you out of that. Do you remember that? Some of you know my testimony. You know I wrote a book. You know what I speak about in my book. And how God helped me overcome that situation in my life. To this day, I give all the credit to my Heavenly Father for that. It was not my doing. It's, it was His doing. And I'm just a product today of what God has done, did in my life at that time. And I can't forget that. Because I'm in a new place now than from where I was before. I can't go around telling people, oh yeah, I, I took myself out of that. No, I didn't. God took me out of that. God helped me understand what was the process I had to go through to come out of it. And to, to be where I am today. So my friends, there's a lot in this scripture to cover. Be aware of the fact that if you are caught up in a sinful nature, if God has blessed you in an area and you have not credited him, you dismissed him, you don't even follow his commandments anymore. Now you've taken the blessings he's given you and you're squandering it or whatever it is that you're doing in a sinful nature. God sees that. It's not unnoticed. And if you continue to act a certain way, be a certain way, think that, you know, you're just the cream of the crop and no one can knock you down, you're totally mistaken. Because God takes a good look at all of us and evaluates us and goes, what are you doing, my child? Why are you acting this way? Why are you talking this way? Why are you walking this way? Why are you looking this way? When I have given you so much of an abundance, I've given you miracles in your life. Why aren't you even talking to me, communicating with me? Why aren't you praying to me? Why aren't you reading the word? Why, aren't, why, 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 why have you walked away? 
These are questions God will ask us. And he's question, these are questions he's asking us now. Have we walked away from God? Have we discredited God? And have we worshipped other things that we were not supposed to be worshipping? So my friends, I'm going to leave you with that. Again, this is some deep stuff. I said that this book of Hosea is some deep stuff. You know, um, and we really have to dive in and get to know God's heart. See the perfect example of what was happening at this time. With a man, a woman, a family, children, the community. We can apply it to our lives today. So my friends, I know that for me, reading this passage of scripture has me more on my toes, has me more of being aware, (laughs) has me more of saying, hey, wait a second, is this what God wants me to do? You know, if I'm invited to something or if I'm, you know, doing something, I got to ask God, God, is this what you want me to do? And not just do it to do it because I think it's popular or it's going to get me some, you know, um, connections or it's going to get me the things that I want, you know, that I'm pursuing after. Many times, my friends, the enemy will come in and give us things and show us things that we think that's the way to go because of what we're trying to pursue or what the desires of our heart is. And we never consult with God and we end up doing things and being caught up in stuff we're not supposed to be caught up and brings problems to our lives. But as good as something and miraculous and shiny and bright as it might seem, we got to go and consult God about it first and say, God, is this from you or is this from the enemy? And God will reveal it to you if it's from him. And he'll expose it in relationship that you have with him and the spirit and the truth. He'll expose it if that's your enemy. So my friends, stay blessed. Know that God loves you. Know that God wants you to do the right thing. He wants you to follow his heart. He wants you to stay on that straight and narrow road. And if you are in a place right now of sin, my friends, ask for forgiveness. Walk away from it. Run from it. And go to your heavenly father who can embrace you and redeem you. Give your life over to Jesus Christ. Because we're running out of time, my friends. Life is short. And we're never promised tomorrow. But if we do get a tomorrow, when you wake up and you open your eyes and you have breath and you can see, walk, talk, breathe, whatever the case might be, give that credit to your Heavenly Father who has allowed you to have another day. So my friends, it has truly been a pleasure sharing the Word of God with you today. I look forward again to sharing the the Word of God with you next week. We will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you, my friends. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.